And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us today, LG Seeds agronomist Dan Mitchell is with us. And Dan, appreciate you making time to be on the show with me today. How are you? I'm doing great, Jesse. Thank you for joining us again. And let's talk a little bit here as we're getting into the growing season now across much of the country. Let's talk some early season steps to help us kind of pave the way for a big corn crop. I know uh, there's a couple tips that uh, LG Seeds recently shared. Let's go through those and maybe talk to us a little bit about uh, just what, what would be the first big tip here to help us try and get to a big corn crop this year. Well, I guess most importantly, you've got to start at the beginning. So that would be just shortly after planting uh, or even prior to that. We've got to make sure that that crop gets off to a good, clean, uh, early start. Uh, that begins with your herbicide program. Uh, we really ask guys to look at the theme of start clean, stay clean uh, from a herbicide situation because early wheat growth can really uh, take a hit on a, on a crop, especially your grassy weeds. They'll, they sap moisture and nutrients both. So getting that good, clean start. Uh, the other thing that we uh, have had a lot of debate on this spring is the uh, source of starter fertilizers or nitrogen fertilizers. Uh, a lot of guys have debated with the extremely high cost uh, of inputs this year. The uh, the nitrogen rates have been probably well debated. Uh, I've heard some guys who are going to cut back quite a bit. Um, they're putting all of their nitrogen up front one time, which is generally not the, definitely not the most agronomically sound situation. But from an economic standpoint, uh, some guys are going to do what they think is right. Uh, we would strongly encourage uh, splitting that nitrogen into two and three applications and getting it uh, spread out through the season where uh, the crop actually needs it, especially later on. Very true. I would think, you know, as well, you know, you talk about some of those nitrogen applications and a lot of folks, you know, maybe those dollar signs are looking at skipping that side dressing, as you alluded to, and, you know, looking more at corn. I would think some of those later stages, V6, V8, would be important times to, to get a little bit of nitrogen on with some side dressing. Absolutely. That's the, from a side dressing standpoint, whether you're using dry urea or anhydrous ammonia is used commonly uh, in the Midwest. As you go farther south, you, you use more of the, the dry products. But absolutely, getting the, the nitrogen at, in a timely fashion, where it's number two is where it's not wasted, because putting it all up front, uh, you're at the complete mercy of the weather, of rainfall, and whatever uh, actually diluting that nitrogen and you're sending dollars down the creek basically yeah i could definitely see that uh i i know as well too as we get into the growing season i would think another tip would be you know, controlling those weeds and i know you alluded to this a little bit as well but looking at some of those fungicides as well as we get into the growing season dan yes the fungicides generally have come into play a little later in the season and that begins with uh probably about the V12 and stage and beyond uh, where guys would really need us to monitor uh, for the disease. While fungicides are really good, uh, they are not always needed. Uh, we really encourage guys to scout and apply only when necessary. In most cases, however, we do have some diseases that become pretty rampant. Uh, Southern corn rust is one of those. 
that can come up from the south and uh, obliterate a crop pretty quickly. So it's a matter of if you see it coming or hear it coming, be prepared to spray or go ahead and spray uh, and get that protection on your crop. I would wonder as well, I, I should ask, you know, we've seen varying conditions across the country this year. Some areas, especially the northwestern Corn Belt, extremely wet. Some areas have had normal rainfall. Some are still a little dry. Are there any concerns about disease pressures, whether it be in a very wet area or a very dry area as we get into this growing season, Dan? Well, typically, and, and I have looked at some fields, I'm going to look some more today uh, on some later planted corn that was uh, put in, in in cool, wet conditions here in the last 10 days. And we're having emergence issues because of the, the cooler soils, the saturated soils, and we're having some insect problems um, that uh, can be an issue. So bottom line is we need to get that crop out of the ground and growing as fast as possible. Well, Dan, if uh, growers need some advice, I know they can reach out to an agronomist such as yourself with LG Seeds if they're getting into those fields and scouting and looking or as they're getting uh, planting wrapped up and getting into the growing season. If they need advice uh, with anything uh, with their management program, they can always reach out, can't they? They absolutely can. We have a, a whole group, large group of sales agronomists scattered across the Corn Belt and and. Uh, actually the entire country. Since we are a national brand, we've got it pretty much covered from coast to coast. Dan, any other final thoughts uh, as we look at our corn crop here this year across the country and we're hoping for a big crop? Any other final thoughts you want to share with us today? No, we can only hope that the prices hold accordingly with the input costs. I would definitely agree with that. You can also learn more online, lgseeds.com. With that, LG Seeds agronomist Dan Mitchell, appreciate the time today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jesse. And again, that is LG Seeds agronomist Dan Mitchell joining us here today on American Ag Today. A report last week from the U.S. Energy Information Administration forecasts that a variety of U.S. energy prices will remain historically high through 2023. The outlook includes oil, natural gas, coal, and electricity, as seen in EIA's June 2022 short-term energy outlook Tuesday of last week. EIA Administrator Joe DeCarolis says, quote, although we expect the current upward pressure on energy prices to lessen, high energy prices will likely remain prevalent in the United States this year and next, end quote. EIA forecasts that high natural gas and coal prices will result in an increased share of renewables at U.S. generation, largely offset by a decline in coal share. The natural gas share is forecast to decline over the next two years, although at a slower rate than coal. EIA says the Brent crude oil price will average $108 per barrel during the second half of 2022, as tight global inventories and significant geopolitical uncertainties continue to put upward pressure on crude oil prices, despite an increase in production to pre-pandemic levels. And also the stronger land prices of late 2021 continued higher through the first half of this year after a calm period at the start of the year with prices steady. Prices took another jump up as a result of the outbreak of war in Ukraine and ongoing inflation fears. According to Farmers National Company, some land prices jumped up 20%. Farmers saw higher commodity prices and investors wanted a low-risk inflation hedging investment, which together propelled the competition for good cropland. Randy Dickhoot of Farmers National Company says with current land prices at heightened levels, most of the supporting factors remain in place at this time to keep value steady to firmer for the next six months. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great day.